Yes, indeed. It is four minutes past ten. Oh, what? Jesus, what day of the week is it? Uh, oh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday, the 16th of January, 2019. Oh, the Chinese year of the limp-wristed handjob. And we out here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much to everyone that came down last night. I had a whale of a time. Pissed, to be honest, at the end of it, and it was it was an absolute pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to everyone. It was a pleasure meeting lots of new faces, meeting Ryan, meeting Harry, uh, Joe, and Leo were there. We were drinking, we were talking bollocks, and we had a great time. The uh, so the recording of it. This is for uh, anyone that has no idea what I'm talking about. This was last night's live podcast at the Hoxton Bar and Kitchen which was on the subject of untangling mental health in the music industry. Uh, Scientific came down, Tim Exile came down, Ben Verse had to pull out last minute as he's got the sickness, he's got the lurgy, the evil lurgy. He rang up uh, using his best poorly voice and uh, had to bow out, that's fine. Uh, good news from Ben Verse though, his, uh, for anyone that didn't know, he released last year a compilation album called Mind State, which was an album to kind of raise awareness and raise money for mental health in music. Uh, it had tunes on it by a little band called The Prodigy, uh, a little, little, little boy band double act called Chasing Status. Uh, who else? Sub Focus, he was on it. Killbox. Decent, decent, uh, decent lads. Anyway, they're doing uh, volume two. That'll be out later in the year. Don't know who's going to be on it. Maybe Wesley Snips will be on it. He makes Jump Up now. That's his thing. He's got a couple of, couple of sample packs. Uh, he's... Um, He'd been on Loop Masters, got a few packs and that. Reckons he's a jump-up producer. Fine, why not? If he identifies as a jump-up producer, he's a jump-up producer in my books. That's how it works. Listen, we out here. It's six minutes past ten. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Coffee and memes. Steady job and a couple extra lobsters. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh. I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. Many of the top memes. Many of the top memes. The lobster patriarchy has many of the top memes. And that is so true that it's almost unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes. Welcome uh, those listening on Threshold.fm. Welcome to those listening on YouTube. Uh, people all over the Crustacean Nation. The great, flat, wide expanse that we call the Crustacean Nation. Planet Earth. You know this. You know this post-apocalyptic hellhole. Now, there's no deal Brexit. What's going on? Who cares? Do you know? No idea. Okay, that's fine. Hey, look, we've got um no shortage of madness in the news today. No shortage of nonsense. No shortage of um bonkers, big ear bonanza in the browser, and no shortage of shoe throwers. Some nice bits. Uh, the other bit off that lime wax EP. Uh, old bit of Kino, bit of Rido, obviously your daily dose of Spore. Uh, what else have we got? Oat, Akov, uh, Inward, uh, Limmy, Limmy Wax, uh, Drum Sound, and Baseline Smith. So what a lovely, fine bunch of 
shoe-throwing goodness. I think you'll all agree. Uh, what have we got in the news? US military wants to build creepy robot brains based on insects. Yeah, obviously. Why wouldn't they? Uh, Victoria Sponge gets seat on tube instead of passenger. Wife refuses to kiss husband after he drinks his own piss. This is shocking news. Uh, Nike unveils uh, some sort of self-lacing app-controlled trainer. Uh, you can buy engagement rings from Poundland. Bit of fun, isn't it? Uh, Minnesota man, 48, gets naked, intimidates Florida man in St. Peter's, uh, St. Petersburg Hotel. St. Petersburg, Florida, obviously. KFC worker, club a drive through patron with a bag of extra crispy chicken and biscuits. Looking forward to getting into that later. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, world's first robot hotels uh, makes his Android staff uh, redundant as they annoy the guests. This is shocking news. Aphrodisiac crisps. Um, brave uncles. Never trust... Look, we'll get into that later, but just never trust anyone that calls himself a rave uncle. No. that That's a no from me. Man installs electric fence to keep kids off his property. Understandable. Uh, scientists believed to have died after falling into crocodile enclosure. Well, you know, something that I do find deeply concerning is after the loss some time ago now, although I think about him every day, the perfect boy, Harambe, at the Cincinnati Zoo, I feel like very little has been done to prevent it from happening again. And it keeps me up at night. I worry because toddlers are renowned for being morons. Absolute dribbling idiots. Morons. Little fat-headed idiots. And they'll just climb over fences, into enclosures with gorillas, with alligators, with bears. And how many more perfect boys will have to die at the hands of zoo keeping snipers. I think it might have been a calculated hit, you know, an assassination on Harambe. I wonder what evidence he had on Hillary Clinton. It's worth thinking about. Look into it. Right, come on, let's get into some shoe throwers. What have we got? Uh, okay, this is Oat Deflection. Um, it's a record. Oat and C... K-C-A... Oat and K. Anyway, it's good deflection. It's a good bit. Liam Underwood's in the chat. You can't keep him down. He snuck in the back door. Liam the menace Underwood. He's already he's already calling out. Other members of the Lobster Crew, he's kicking ass and taking names. He came in to kick ass and chew bubblegum. <laughs> this motherfucker's all out of bubblegum. Deep concerns for these aphrodisiac crisps. Particularly in a post-Me Too society.
I like this one. It's deep, man. That's Deflection by Oaten, K-C-A-K, Oaten K. Couldn't they tell you which label it's on? But it's a good tune. I'm a fan. Yes, indeed. Right, important news. London tube passengers made to stand while Victoria Sponge Cake gets a seat. Damn right. Back to true form. Back to the important things. Now this Brexit vote's over with. We can deal with the important things, the sovereignty of our uh, baked goods. Uh, the Victoria Sponge, named after Queen Victoria. Um, the The... The the, 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 the represent, quite frankly, the royal representative of God on earth. And therefore, that cake should have be entitled to the same rights, privileges and treatment as Queen Victoria herself. It's as if the Queen uh, had come back from the dead, all spongy and creamy and jammy in, her, um, in between her folds. And she was sat there with a, on, on a plate... On the tube, because Queen Victoria would get the tube. She's, you know, she's decent, honest, God-fearing folk, and she, they should, they should respect the rights and liberties of the Victoria Sponge as if it was, as if it was Queen Victoria. That's what I believe. Um, there really is not much more to this story. I'm not quite sure why um, the Lad Bible, Tom Wood of the Lad Bible, have chosen to report on this. It. Um, is it journalism? Is it activism? Is it a waste of everybody's time? Is it... Uh, am I to blame? Am I perpetuating this madness? If I didn't come on here and read out this nonsense, would they stop? Could we ignore it? Would it go away? People have Snapchatting it, saying, imagine getting the tube with the victorious fucking sponge. Well, look, listen. If you've got to transport a cake, a delicious sponge cake across London... You know, it costs a bloody fortune in Ubers. And although the tube is expensive and unreliable and hot and sweaty and, um, you know, you might feel a, a boner in your back, what else are you going to do? Walk? Fuck that. Jesus Christ. You've got, you got to, look, you've got to get to a party with a sponge cake because you're the guest of honour because you've baked a Victoria sponge. That's how it works. Bake yourself a... Look. If you want to get invited to all the best parties, all the hippest, coolest gatherings where all the sexy babes are and the hunky dudes, what do you do? Simple. You bake yourself a Victoria sponge. You put that out on the social medias, on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, on the Snapchats, and you say, listen, people, I've baked this Victoria sponge, and it is succulent. It is moist and succulent, and it is up for grabs. So invite me to your hip, cool party or gathering. Lobsters. And I will arrive for a, in a, around about an hour. That's about how long it takes to get anywhere in London. 
and I will bring the Victoria sponge and you can all fall upon it like uh, like porn stars to a penis and just devour it whole. That's how it works in my mind. Anyway, listen, police find four Rolex watches worth $108,000 hidden in a woman's vagine. God, I mean, so we've done this show for, I don't know, four months now, something along those lines, four or five months, something like that, isn't it? And it it is interesting how sort of uh, trends in uh, what are sort of hot, sensational news stories, and it really does seem that objects are being found in orifices is hot news right now. I mean, that is the hot 2019 news. Bird box stuff and people having stuff in them that they shouldn't have in them. I mean, you may have some stuff in you, your organs, uh, some Todd, some Whittle, and I don't know, maybe jizz if you're trying to conceive. Or if you are a man, uh, you would have the jizz in the balls, also with the pee. Is where the pee is stored. Anyway, look, a woman has been charged with grand theft after <coughs> after police officers found four Rolex watches hidden in her vagina during a strip search. Rolex watches are pretty big, generally, on the whole. I mean, that's a lot to get in there. I'm impressed. Um, uh, Della Jura Brokens, Brokens, Brokens. 29, met 46-year-old businessman Ramon Diaz in a nightclub on Miami Beach on Tuesday. The pair went back to his hotel room, but when Diaz came out of the bathroom, he noticed that his uh, velour Crown Royale whiskey bag, which contained five watches worth $108,000, was nowhere to be seen. Damn it! I hate it when my velour Crown Royale whiskey bag is stolen uh, by a thief in the night. Diaz is then said to have fled the hotel... Uh, with Brookens in pursuit. Huh? Right, well, anyway. Um, as she attempted to hail a taxi, Brookens noticed his bag. You got these two the wrong way around. I think these t- these are... Th- yeah. Mm, yeah, they- they've mixed up the names here. Diaz, yeah, 46-year-old businessman Ramon Diaz. Uh, De La Jura Brookens is the girl, 29. But they've switched the names around here. Fucking lab Bible! It's appalling. Dirty Java. Um, anyway, uh, right, he gives chase. Um, anyway, she's obviously been arrested. They found the watches in, uh, you know, tucked up where uh, they shouldn't be there. Brookins, who has a tattoo on her left arm, which reads whore. Jesus. Was charged on Wednesday with grand theft, resisting an officer with violence, possession of cocaine and battery, and friend zoning an officer. Damn, she was also charged with criminal mischief after urinating in her holding cell. She's a bad bitch, you know. Uh, I bet she likes to party, but I would be concerned that she might steal the hi-fi. She's now been released from jail after posting a $22,000 bond uh, and her hearing is scheduled for the 7th of February. Well, keen to see how that one plays out. I don't imagine particularly well. Uh, Miami Springs Police Chief Armando Guzman told the Miami Herald that such crimes were commonplace. Exploitation of affluent outsiders, that is, uh, not stowing upmarket watches in your vagina. He said, these individuals are very good at targeting victims, especially business people from out of town. I always wanted to be a businessman from out of town. A briefcase, you know, little attache case, you know, sort of grey suit, sit around in a sort of hotel bar, you know, sipping a whiskey, maybe, you know, some wayward lassie in a, some sort of, in a dress on the other side I'll send a drink over you know before you know it whirlwind romance 
then I find out, you know, she's got a family. I remember that I've got family and kids and oh, we have to call the whole thing off. But, you know, all better for the journey. Right, look, here's your daily dose of spore. This is actually from last year's Mind State compilation album um, that I mentioned earlier that Ben Verse put together. Man, there's some hot bits on it. Uh, this is spore and I want to say linguistics. It's called it's called pull the sun down. Yeah, spore and linguistics. This pause, drink, write this down while my mind slips Cigarette lights hit, panicking, bites slip Deep breath, eyes closed, didn't work, tried it Medicate, no now, think I'm just run down Just about taste this rum on my tongue now Fly high, come down, sun flow, sun drown Eyes burn, shut the lights off, pull the sun down Decent bit.
Yes, Paul the Sundown, Spore and Linguistics. Ooh, off last year's Mind State album. Fine bit of gear. Absolutely fine by me, literally. Again, no red pen on that one at all. When I was marking it after class, they handed it in. And I was like, yeah, straight through. Absolutely fine. Out of the intro, into the outro, just like that. Rubber stamp, seal of approval. It's fine. It's done. It's a done deal, mate. It's done. Just leave it, all right? That's enough. Please leave. Um, <laughs> Britain's first porn magazine discovered and goes up for auction. When I first saw this, I thought that it was a Britain first porn magazine, the far right activist group. I thought, oh, okay, well, this is a new spin. This is a new spin on on, on far right activism. Are they going to do it? But that's I was sort of, sort of like, okay, yeah, sure. Everyone, everyone likes pornography. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I can can see the angle here. Uh, Sadly not, though. Uh, It is, in fact, the first ever porn magazine uh, from Britain. Um, And, uh, oh, look, they've made that uh, that assumption as well. That would be hilarious. Um, Yeah, it's called uh, Fanny Hill, A Woman of Pleasure. And um, it's, well, it's very oldie-worldy. I will also say it's a bit rapey. Um, it, uh, it, it has some extracts here. It's been found by a man who, um, oh, he's got a really irritating job title. He, uh, it was, it was found in an antique cigarette box. Um, come on, where is, where is he? Jim Spencer and, and antiquarian, antiquarian books expert at Hanson's Auctioneers. He looks every bit the antiquarian book expert. Uh, he looks like uh, like he probably says he's a male feminist, and then he ghosts girls after a one-night stand. Um, anyway, I should read to you from the book. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think you get the rough idea. I mean, these were simpler times back in... When was it When was it written in... Um, uh, I feel like... Uh, oh, it was first published in 1749. Damn, it was back then when all you needed was a small glimpse of a young lady's ankle, and that was it. You, you would... You'd, blow your load right there um so uh I, sh- I shall read to you from 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 fanny hill after some time he asked me with a tone of voice mightily softened whether i would make it up with him before the old lady returned and all should be well but i very soon found out that his pity was all pretense uh, and only to disguise his real intentions towards me which remained sinful as ever so I see the pervy male feminists were in existence in uh, the 1700s as well. But when he arose from his chair and, o- and offered to kiss me, my extreme aversion, my fears, my indignation, all acting upon me, gave me a spirit uh, nor natural to me, so that breaking loose from him, I ran to the bell and rang it before he could prevent me, with such violence and effect as to bring, bring up the maid to know what was the matter and whether the gentleman wanted anything. As she entered the room, I sank exhausted to the ground and fell with such force that my nose gushed out with blood. This is weird porn, and this is this is what used to get people off in the 1700s. I'm I'm glad we no longer live in the 1700s, uh, which, together with my dishevelled hair, imparted to the scene so tragical tragical an appearance that the girl stood perfectly astounded, and indeed she knew not what to say nor do. And then he jizzed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Peculiar Times. Wow, they've got pictures in there. I mean, the only skin really you can see of the of the young lady is, is the face. She's got one of those tiny umbrellas to protect from the sun. 
and a dress that is about the size of a Mini Cooper. It's impressive stuff. Um, the police seized, Wow, when it was published, police seized 20,000 copies of the book during a raid on the publishers. Man, it was a tough time for a pornographer in the 1700s. It really was. The book was still banned as late as the 1960s. God, how racy is it? I mean, that was a, just a more peculiar passage. Um, he, was, he was delighted when he could find a lady who could prevail on herself to humour this conceit. And if for some imaginary fault the fair one would uh, condescend to feign anger, even to the extent of administering the chastisement generally bestowed on erring schoolboys, his delight was unbound, and he would pay the most extravagant sum to those who had uh, the complacence to submit to this strange humour. Spanking, I think they're talking about. Spanking. Well, I'd like a copy of it. I think, um, you know, it's always fun to test yourself when it comes to um, uh, having a wank and, you know, to try and explore new and exciting boundaries, even if that is, you know, really bringing up the classics. It's good to test yourself, isn't it? To just make sure that you're still focused and, you know, you don't, again, get into a rut, get complacent with your work. And just to continually push the boundaries, I think it's important. You know, living in a free, liberal society as we do, I think, if anything, it's our obligation to, um, you know, just see what you can bang one out to every now and again. Well, look, anyway, let's play this uh, Rido bit. It's off the Rido and the Gang EP on Eat Brain. It's nice. It's called Stranger. I like it. I'm a fan.
is a fine bit. It's called Stranger by Rido. It's on Eat Brain. It's on his Rido and the Gang EP. All right. Yes, indeed, that's Stranger by Rido. Sat now on Eat Brain. It's a nice bit of gear. Man, 79, called 911 to complain about hookers. Uh, the septuagenarian, uh, not happy with sexual services. Gutted. Uh, January 9th, a 79-year-old Ohio man called police to complain about the quality of sexual services rendered by a pair of prostitutes. He paid 500 bucks to visit his home. The cops have reported. Uh, he lives in South Uslid uh, in Cleveland, in a Cleveland suburb. He dialed 911 on January 3rd to report a, a, a wobbly. Uh, the John identified in a police report as William Bats. Big, big old Willie Bats. <laughs> He's not happy. Big, big Willie Bats ain't, ain't happy with the quality of services rendered. Thank you with these, these Ohio brasses. They're. Oh dear, they have been playing it fast and loose for a little while, and hopefully this will be the, you know, the metaphorical kick up the arse that they need to really start, you know, just satisfying customers a little bit better. Uh, identified as Big Willie Bats, he said that while the hookers did perform some sexual services, the duo failed to meet his expectations. Like, what do you think 911 is? Like, are you right, calling out to write a fucking Yelp review? Like, he's not sure how this works. Like, if you're unsatisfied with the service, you don't call the police. Uh, anyway, thankfully, police did not further describe the elderly man's the elderly man's carnal desires. Uh, during a conversation with the police dispatcher, Big Willie Bats said that he was in the process of getting robbed by two ladies who took 500 bucks from his wallet. By the time cops arrived at the complainant's house, uh, the prostitutes had departed. Damn. Bats told officers that when he had met the women uh, through a friend uh, in Cleveland, uh, he described the hookers as African-American females, approximately 40 years old, and dressed all in black. Cops noted uh, one woman, Bats said, was about five foot seven. It's a pretty impressively uh, accurate 
height description there. Uh, the second hooker, uh, named Keisha, is the short, fat one. <laughs> Lovely stuff. fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, God. What's happened in your life when, when you realise the police are in your home? You're suddenly like, oh, no, what have I done, what have I done? What have I done now? Why the- oh, God. Uh, yeah, okay, the police are in my house, and I've just realised that the reason that they're there is because I'm complaining about treatment from uh, prostitutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, though the pensioner contended he had been victimised, officers explained that his unsatisfactory encounter with the women did not constitute an actual robbery attempt. While Batster... Is prostitution legal in Ohio or something? Like, because... I don't know. While Big Willie Bats appeared to have admitted to solicitation of prostitution a misdemeanor, he will not be charged in connection uh, with his disappointing dalliance, according to the police official. Right, okay, so it's not legal, but uh, they've let him off on account of being a prize bellend. Lord of mercy. Um, uh, man installs electric fence around property after getting sick of kids trashing his garden. It's understandable. Um, a man in the United States has put up an electric fence to keep school kids out of his out of his garden. Stay off my lawn! Yeah, you better stay off my lawn. According to Brian Tucker from the from Sandston in Virginia, living in close proximity to a bus stop meant that he often had children going into his garden, leaving litter behind and damaging his property. So Brian decided to take matters into his own hand and install an electric fence. Speaking to NBC, this is news, apparently. I, which do you feel is more newsworthy, this or the cake on the tube? Probably the cake on the tube, really. Um, we called transportation, and they refused to do anything about it. They said, it was my responsibility. If the kids get hurt on my land, then I need to tell them to get off my land and stay in the street. I'm not in charge of other people's children. I fucking hate children. They're the worst. Fat-headed little idiots. They go to zoos. They fall into the enclosures, and then gorillas innocent gorillas get assassinated because they've got information on hillary clinton and it's it's an outrage it's appalling uh, however the, not everyone is a fan of brian's new fence with several neighbors speaking out to say that it could be dangerous and the local authorities should tell him to remove it i think um you know brian he's just uh i don't know what constitutional right he's exercising there i think maybe he's just well he's got a um uh, what do they call that flag with uh, um, the old old sort of Southern American uh, flag? Come on, someone help me out. Uh, it's a sort of it's red with a blue cross uh, through it. Uh, it's it's not really a goer these days. A uh, Confederate flag. He's got a Confederate flag up and an enormous truck which has been risen. Sort of rather, it's. Uh, I would say he he looks very. Um, a very Second Amendment right. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming a lot about him, but I will say that a Confederate flag flying outside of your house probably does, you know, give a fairly clear indication on um, on your politics. I think maybe he's just trying to live, he's just trying to quietly go about living his own little uh, Southern American libertarian dream and just wants to keep the goddamn kids off his lawn. Is that so bad? Is that really so bad? I don't know. Uh, what else have we got? Man has emergency operation after inserting a 20-centimetre glass rod into his anus. Um, it, is a, it is, as if the pictures are to be believed, it is actually a dildo. So it's not quite as weird as um, you might see. I mean, wh- where would you even get... A, what, what even is a glass rod? They're those sort of uh, presumably tempered glass dildos that um, a friend told me about. 
A man in China, they always in China, <laughs> has spent New Year's Day in hospital after inserting a 20-centimetre glass rod up his anus. The rod, which has a diameter of around two inches, became stuck in the man's rectum before sliding up and lodging in his large intestine. It's gone pretty far up. It's like the top of it is about there. It looks like it's just below the rib cage. Uh, you can see an outline of his tadger in the CT scan. That's a bit of fun. Uh, when he arrived at the hospital, doctors said... Uh, he was in pain, but he wouldn't go into details, imploring staff to save him. Oh, no. Save me. What's wrong with you? Just save me. But you have to tell us, like, where it hurts, what's happened. We need more information. Please save me. All right, scan him. Uh, when he first arrived at the hospital, he was in a hurry and looked agonized. Um, in order to reveal the cause of the man's pain, the attending physician performed a rectal examination. That's where you go in first, isn't it? When someone comes in and they appear to be in pain, but you, they won't quite tell you what's going on. <laughs> let's inspect his rectum. Get a finger in him. Come on. That's obviously your first poor call, isn't it? Right, let's go open him up. Let's have, get a camera up there. Not like, not like it's sort of like, all right, well, let's just feel the abdomen. Let's make sure there's not anything there. Let's do the thing where you bang the knee, test the reaction. Yeah, cough. Uh, test the bottom. No, tray on the bottom. And look, I mean, to be fair to them, that's obviously they've found what's irking the, the poor gentleman. Um, in order to reveal the cause of the man's pain, the attending physician performed a rectal exam and found that his fingertip could feel a long, hard, foreign body beyond the anus. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. <laughs> Save me, please. Um, a CT scan showed the lengthy object had become stuck in the sigmoid colon which is located in the large intestine. An emergency operation was hastily arranged and the object was removed after about 30 minutes. The doctor said that the man was lucky and had no rectal tears, abdominal uh, distension, fever, or blood in his stool. Man, he got away with that. He's lucky boy. Could have been a lot worse. The man has now been discharged and can be seen leaving the hospital below. They then have a very humorous gif of a penguin and, you know, the sort of staggery uh, way that penguins walk is much like how you would imagine a man leaving the hospital after having a 20-centimetre glass dildo removed from his anus. Uh, it seems the guy wasn't the only one to let himself uh, down on the, with a New Year's resolution of shoving something massive up his ass. Oh, yeah, this is dude in the Dominican Republic who stuck a, stuck a grade, Glade air freshener can up his bot-bot. I mean, that's a, that's a, that is an ask, isn't it? That is, um, that's something you need to work your way up to. He's not a first-timer. That ain't his first rodeo. He's he's put stuff up there before. He's yeah, that's that's not something you do on a on a whim. Like they're big boys, you know? Long. Big boys. You know, like Yeah, I can do that. I can like well, you've never done thing before. Get it up there. Lube it up. Come on, we're going in. <laughs> Come on, babe. It's not like we got anything better to do. We're going in. Um yeah, okay, look, let's play some more records. I think that's probably enough up the bum stuff for now, isn't it? Um, this is Indefinability uh, by Lime Wax. Ukraine's finest. Certified good boy. Hunky man. Certified sexy boy, spelt with an I. Edgy boy. And general all round skull step heartthrob. 
Little bit of housekeeping. My podcast with Killer Keller, me on his podcast with him and Matt Cantor from the Freestylers, is up now on iTunes if you and Spotify and everywhere else that you get podcasts. So if you want to have a listen to that, it's a good chat. I would recommend. Go and find it. <clears throat> also, I was on the Milk the Cow podcast, which is a great podcast for a couple of great lads. They're from the north, but don't let that put you off. And we chatted for a good couple of hours about everything from, you know, music to culture to to politics to cows, shoe throwers. Nice bit of gubbins, this. Yep, absolutely fine, that one. Tick that one off, no problem. Yeah, that's Indefinability by Limewax. It's on his recent EP that has another good track on it called Acetate, which I think I played yesterday or day before. Something like that, something like that. Wife refuses to kiss husband in mornings as he drinks his own urine. Uh, Jess Hardy, man, of the Lad Bible, reports, 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 reports. People will go to seriously extreme lengths for their health and fitness, going to the gym every day, avoiding caffeine, or worse yet, 
cutting out carbs. Well, they do sound like some very extreme lengths, Jess Hardy man of the lad Bible. But what man has taken it to an unexpected new level? As he swears by drinking his own urine. Yep, his very own piss. Dora Moniz de Pass, the wife of former Mr. Universe competitor, says that she's so grossed out by his unusual habit that she refuses to kiss him in the morning, which is understandable. Her 46-year-old husband, John, swapped eating food and drinking his own urine five days a week, which is something... What? Swapped eating food for drinking his own... For drinking for his... Get your act together. Lab Bible. Just, I'm permanently appalled by you. Um, Swapped eating food for drinking his own urine five days a week, which is something that left Dora, 45, disgusted and mortified. Fair enough. He also admitted to drinking and bathing in his own year-old urine, which he's been stashing in the fridge. Uh, But Dora... Dora banished him to the bathroom for his breakfast where he sips on his urine from beakers. John had previously gone for a fruitarian lifestyle, Jesus, which involved only eating fruit, but has taken it a step further by trying to cut out food altogether. Um, he's ill. Like, he is, he needs help. Like, I mean, we're sort of laughing at him because it's quite funny, the idea of drinking your own piss. But he's obviously, like, he needs to seek professional mental help. Like, he's, like, fruitarianism is just a one-way ticket to like your teeth falling out, your hair falling out, like it's and losing all of your muscle. I'm started again. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> John, a previously anyway, mum of three and detox specialist. Oh, here we go. Has finally accepted John's way of life, but still refuses to kiss him uh, until evening arrives. If he's been getting high in his own supply, makes him brush his teeth beforehand. Dora, who hails from Ontario, <laughs> I said my initial reaction was total disgust. The urine was in my fridge, and that's not okay with me. John didn't tell me he was into urine therapy until I smelt it and saw it. I was mortified. I thought it was a phase he was going through, uh, but then it became his lifestyle. Uh, I was quite mean to him for about six months because of the smell. Fair enough. If he used to be a Mr. Universe competitor, like the picture of him here, like he's really skinny now. Like I, I think this is a. I think they should be more concerned. Uh, it. I'm, I'm I'm worried about John. John, if you're out there, get in touch. We'll have a chat. I'm here for you. We can we can talk about we we'll, we we'll talk about your diet. It's fine. You know you don't have to drink your whittle. It's okay. Why are you punishing yourself? What have you done, John? Just, he's just like save me. Please don't start sticking huge dildos up your body. Don't let it carry over into that. Okay. Look, let's just phase out the whittle. No more. Look, we'll taper off the whittle. You don't have to go cold turkey. No one needs that in their life. But we'll start reducing your dose size. Maybe you can replace it with some sort of electrolyte-based water. That's a bit of fun, isn't it? And then, I don't know, you can stick a Barocca in it. Yeah, that'd keep you happy, wouldn't it, John? John? John, focus. Don't, no, John? Oh, he's drinking it direct from source. Oh, John. Oh, you're making an awful mess. Please, John. No, come on. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Nike unveils new Adapt BB self-lacing basketball trainers controlled through an app. It'd be nice if they could make a pair that would throw themselves, wouldn't it? Because um, it's, it's, the thing is with, with, with all these shoe throws, it's very labour-intensive to continually unlace your shoes, take them off, throw them at the wall, throw them at your dog, throw them at your stepdad. 
and then have to go and retrieve them, put them back on your feet. If they could invent some sort of like go-go gadget shoe thrower situation whereby the shoes sort of just flew off, you just raise your legs and they just go pew! But then they'd come back like a sort of boomer shoe. Boomerang shoe, shoe boomerang, shoe orang, boomer shoe. Look, we... we we can we can get into the name later. We don't have to come up with the name now, but if someone could invent that, it would. I think it would. It would really take the misery of having to retrieve your shoes after you've thrown them, particularly if you're in a, a you know a hot disco night spot because there could be broken glass on the floor. There could be um, you know crushed up pingers uh, underfoot, and um, you know particularly if you're in a carpeted nightclub, soggy carpet spilt pints of snake bite that sort of thing and you know all the sort of um i don't know any sort of spare tods that have fallen out the back of people's sort of raving trousers and so you have to trample through that barefooted to retrieve your shoes after hurling them at the dj um which is fine but i'm just saying if you could get some shoes that would come back to you perhaps some sort of specialized magnet system or they could be like little drone shoes they can make drones pretty small now, so maybe if they could put like some little propellers on the bottom of your Air Maxes, and then they'd just fly themselves back to you, be pretty cool, wouldn't it? You could have some sort of Bluetooth situation. Hey, look, I'm dishing out serious, you know, serious ideas here. So, um, just give me twenty percent. That's all I'm saying. Twenty percent, that'd be nice. Right, look, what have we got left in talking to shoe throwers, right? What have we got left? Oh, well, there's this... Uh, yeah, let's play this. This goes straight from the underground. Drum sound of Baseline Smith off the Booyaka EP. Uh, presume it's on technique. It is.
Slice a reverby jump up. This is a lovely bet. Keen on this. That's straight from the underground drum sound and bass line Smith. Sat now technique on the Booyaka EP. Well, listen, guys, it's the end of the show. It's, uh, it's nearly 11 o'clock. It's time for us to all. All right, all right, Willie Mammoth VIP by Akov. We'll have you, have you tomorrow. It's time for us all to get on with our lives, to go about our daily business in the way we see fit. Uh, and, you know, to take full advantage of our. Individual rights and liberties as fine humans on this flat earth. Uh, and I should just use this opportunity to shout out the VIP list, who are a fine bunch of shoe throwers who like to hurl their footwear across rooms, across nightclubs, into canyons, uh, into into car windows of people as they attempt to vape in a lay-by. <clears throat> this is Oliver Hooper, Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Carl Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lily Unsub, Richard Franks, Thomas Holcho, Ryder, Andrew Heischelbeck, John Finnison, BDR Crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief Cooper, Kennedy Lightfield, Ryan Glazer, James Parry, Dave Thompson, Hendo Bartendo, Lady Squiffington, and Liam the Menace Underwood. What a fine bunch of lobsters. They're all supporting threshold and supporting this show on patreon and helping me keep this crazy train on track it's going to be a wild year this year and i'm enjoying having you all along for the ride so i will be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m until then i will get the video and podcast of last night's live event untangling mental health in music up on youtube and on the ranking and friends podcast it won't be on the coffee and memes podcast it'll be on the ranking and friends podcast you can find that very easily by just searching for ranking and friends in whatever podcast app you choose i feel like it might not be on stitcher but it's on everything else and you can enjoy it and hopefully you will find some value in it and hopefully 
you'll think it's a worthy conversation. Also, like I say, I was on the Killer Keller podcast. That's gone out yesterday. That's a great chat with me, him, and Matt from the Freestylers, and also the Milk the Cow podcast. I'll be posting links, obviously, on all the social media and all of that sort of jazz, you know, the jizz jazz. You know the social media. You know where the people, they post the pictures of their lives. They say, I'm having a great time. They're not really having a great time. And then they argue with the other people about the, the Donald Trump and about the Brexit. It's good times. It's, great. it's a great place to hang out. <laughs> I thoroughly recommend it. <clears throat> I love you all. I will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I will have more of this coffee and these memes. And I love you dearly. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>